this bad boy open. There's no time for that, Stephen. It's time for regular features. The podcast that's the same every week, and as every week, we are under immense and startling time pressure, which is why I'm putting an alarm on my phone now. Time constraints are the best things to make podcast juices really get flowing. What I find they do is motivate you and make you feel ashamed of yourself when they go badly. (laughs) Uh, Yes, as every week, it's me, Joseph Screbbles, and you, Steve the Hoag's Hogarty. How do you do? I do like that you invented the hoax. Has no one ever called you the hoax No one's ever called me the hoax before, and I found it really pleasant. Did you? It's not offensive. It doesn't rhyme with anything. It sounds a bit like the Pogues. They're good. A great band. Celebrated. Maybe not good. Celebrated. Um, Uh, Shane McGowan and his lovely little gums that you just want to run your tongue along. Shane McGowan went to Westminster Boys School. Is he? He's a very posh man. Uh, I heard... I think it was Louis Theroux talking about him. And if you can't tell from this rambling interlude, or intertude, uh, we don't have features. But you know who will later on in this podcast? A certain absent Mr. John Log Blythe. What do you think about that, Hoax? Joe, <laughs> you're so good at talking and talking and talking. Because what I'm really trying to do <laughs> is fill time whilst also not taking too much time. It's like, um, this is what you do for a job, isn't it? When you have to play the video games, but you have to keep on talking. Otherwise, you're just streaming someone else's video game onto the internet, adding nothing of any editorial value to it. it. It's like when podcasts play 30 seconds of music at most without talking over it, because then it becomes illegal. At that 30-second barrier, jail. (laughs) They come in and you are jailed. If you don't comment on one of the hats in Mario Odyssey every 30 seconds, everything you've done becomes property of Nintendo again. Steve, what's your favourite hat in Super Mario Odyssey? Basic red one. Basic red one. <laughs> I like that too. Uh, I've run out of things to say. Steve, we went for lunch today. Let's but... talk about that. I started my day. Um... <laughs> are we, we going to put this out? <laughs> yeah, this is all great. Beforehand, you said, we don't have to put it out. And I said, we probably will, though. But now I'm regretting that feeling because I think we should scrap this and do what we always wanted to do, which is watch the football later. I'm already embarrassed that anyone's listening to this. Right. Is this going in? Yeah, because we've got to fill time. Is it going in or is it not going in? It's the Schrodinger's chat. That's quite good, isn't it? That's good. Now it's definitely going in. in. You've got a great pun in there. I've looked in the box and what's it full of? Patreon dollars for us. (laughs) (laughs) um i decided to work from home this morning Mm -hmm. um and it was a it was a perfect storm of um it was lovely weather so i thought i'm gonna sit on a bench in my garden with my laptop and it was sunny so i thought i'm gonna take my tap off as the scottish say those guys and their crazy vowels got my taps off and my nips oot and uh popped a bit of factor 50 on them you know you said baby oil before yeah because i wanted to was that a joke it was a joke Uh, because i thought you had factor 50 baby oil and i was like that's a real good invention wow yeah slippery but safe (laughs) (laughs) oily but with uv protection oily um yeah i got myself all greased up 
and started writing some hot, hot words into you, my laptop. I thought you said writhing. <laughs> just tapping away in the garden uh, next to my water feature. What were you writing about? Uh, I don't want to say. Oh. Because <laughs> I'll reveal that I wasn't working from home. <laughs> I was doing freelance work <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> Great. Now I've admitted that. Oh, God. Um, I was. It felt really nice to be in the sun, and I thought the one thing I was missing was beer. Uh, and the only barrier between me and drinking an ice-cold beer was the fact it was half past nine in the morning. <laughs> and I thought, why does that have to be a barrier? I don't think it does have to be a barrier. So I had two pints. So I t- <laughs> two pints? Yeah, those big bottles. That, of, oh, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Did you go out and buy them? It was thirsty work <laughs> out there in the garden. What I do is I get my clock. And I smash it up, and then I turn it round as well. So there's no even evidence that there was a clock. Clocks are not the boss of you. It's a blank circle. Like, a time? <laughs> Is that what Matthew McConaughey said once? Oh, no, it's a flat circle. Then I put it flat. And then time is just that flat circle, and I can drink beer whenever I want. Which he also does in that show. I finally understand True Detective. He does drink beer whenever he, drinks he wants. He beers whenever he wants. That's, That's the, the message. What's the, what is True Detective about? Oh, it's about these detectives who drink beer whenever they want. Well, it's about one detective who drinks beer whenever he wants. And if you ask what Woody Harrelson is, red herring. Yeah. <laughs> that whole detective character is a red herring. And the case, a MacGuffin. Joe, if you had to kill someone <laughs> yes. and cover it up in an enigmatic and entertaining way, yeah. how would you do it? What I'd do... Uh, you may never have heard of this. I take an icicle, and icicles, of course, melt. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you take the icicle, mm-hmm. and you put it down and get a knife. <laughs> because <laughs> you stab them with the knife. Yeah. By the time you finish stabbing them, icicles melted. Oh wow! Get the mop out. Mop up the blood with the water. Efficiency. That's, That's what I strive right. for in all elements of my murders. I gesture with a beer. It feels good to gesture with a beer. Let's move subject again. <laughs> uh, should we move on to our main feature? Between logs, us, logs feature. guessing what logs feature will be. Mm-hmm. I say let's pre- let's create a five point checklist for what log includes in his features, and let's see if we can, like one of those many pigs that keeps guessing things in the World Cup. Mm. Let's snuffle our way to the tasty apple of Log's feature. Let's snuffle it. Before he's even grown it. Point one, Log. I've noticed that what Log will do a lot is pick, uh, not an obscure, but a an unexpected professional hobby. And he'll base it around that. He's done snooker. He's done golf. Those mm. are both sports. Uh, he's well overdue for some sort of... Uh bowls based comedy Long... crown green bowls yes yeah you're right i think uh, all right so he'll he'll take something like that mm-hmm. and he'll mix in either something to do with fat lads yeah having fun yeah and being sexy yeah or animal based whimsy oh okay uh, there'll be a horse yeah that's kind of me that's horse... sort of, it overlaps with me in that regard but horses are I think horses underrated as the funniest animal yeah because they're skittish but strong hmm uh, and erotic, yeah, Deep, oh yeah, deeply erotic in ways people sometimes are willing to admit. Yes, on video, <laughs> <laughs> what I watch. Uh, so animals or big lads. Mm-hmm. Third, 
he very often plays the role of a celebrity whose accent he gets purposely wrong. Oh, like an 80s TV star. Usually. Uh, Gloria Honeyford. Gloria Honeyford playing bowls. Gloria Honeyford, bowls. <laughs> Horse with a fat dick. <laughs> that fat old dick. <laughs> Becca. Uh, can then we there'll, think... there'll be a science fiction element yes. that comes into it. Some Va- sort of dimensional tubes, uh, rifts will open. Whoa, well, rifts, we... that's going to happen. We just had a little rift from brain to brain. <laughs> and it was lovely. <laughs> um, thank you. Oh, I thought that, you thought you were finishing. <laughs> thank you. Good night. Thank you for, for the little brain rift. Uh, so we have Gloria Hunnaford from Bowles. Yeah, uh, bowling a greased-up bowl <coughs> into a horse's uh, anus, anus or urethra, scuppered anus, <laughs> scuppered. I meant separated. Oh, separating. Separating means foaming, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what the, that's the word I was I was reaching that's for. That's a really good that word. Yeah, separating. I think the log taught me that. Effervescent separating. Separating. Um, that reminds me of a vivid. Two really vivid thoughts I had earlier today. Mm-hmm. One was in this hot weather, imagine taking an Alka-Seltzer and just placing it underneath your armpit Ooh. and holding it there for a while. Horrible. And then imagine punching a box full of razor blades. Ah! Ugh. Well, as in an open box and you're just putting your fist yeah, right Otherwise, in. you're just punching a box. <laughs> it could well, be filled with anything. No, but you could be punching like a cardboard box and getting you little jabby jabbies. plunging your hand open palmed into a cardboard box full of cle- clean new razor blades mm. not rusty that'll be too trite it's like the saw franchise yeah. but the first one mm. uh do you ever get the thing where when you're about to go to sleep it's not you having dreams but you're having unwanted images appear behind your eyes <laughs> or is that just me what unwanted images are appearing Often they'll be quite pleasant and then very quickly turn horrifying. <laughs> like sometimes it'll be, I'll just be sort of lying there thinking, I'll be like, oh, that's a nice um, a Parthenon. And the Parthenon will be there. And then suddenly just a man will go, <laughs> <laughs> from behind one of the pillars of the Parthenon. It could easily be that. But sometimes it's sort of like I'm a camera viewer and he's just... Jumping up from oh, under so the camera. It's like an old E-bombs world video yeah. where you're solving a maze and then a scary girl <laughs> yeah. pops up. It's, yeah, it's one of those jumps. That's what ones. your dreams are like. There's not even dreams. I'm still awake for this. This is unbidden subconscious thought as I'm about to sleep. It's very odd. I get it quite a lot. I'll get just unpleasant images. You seem haunted by this. Yeah. I've never really talked about it before. Oh. No, I think I'll cry. Do you think they could therapize it out of you? No. I think that's just how I work. Have you ever? Did you ever play those E Bombs World games? I didn't play E Bombs World specifically. Newgrounds. Newgrounds. They, they get you. Newgrounds always got me. Those shock tactics. Because you'd be like, "Oh, I'm playing a Stickman Karate game," yeah. and then it'll be like, Meh, "I'm an alien." It's like, "Fuck off!" The Stickman game was quite <laughs> this good. This was sick, and you only <laughs> let me play a level. Yeah. So at this year's E3, mm. there was a lot of talk of romancing NPCs and romanceable NPCs mm. in Bioware games. It's always coming up. Yeah. Who you can F, who you can Jeff. Uh, oh, you can you can be a man in this one, and you can be a woman, and you can have sex with a lizard person. Yeah. And it's all it's 
Everything goes these days. Don't kink shame now. But I saw someone who was all like, oh, like who cares about sex in games? It's really lame. It's like, why don't you go have sex in real life? Well, that's not the point. No. That's For a start, you can't have sex in space in real life. No, that's but true. But also, people don't say that about, you know, in Final Fantasy XV, you can make a sandwich and eat it. Mm. No one goes, that's really lame. Why don't you just make a sandwich in real life, you nerds? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about sex in games that gets this specific person I saw on Twitter <laughs> saying it? I'm, I'm really glad that you're still applying that rigorous critical brain to the, the media circus that is E3. You can you can read more about this in a official Xbox magazine. Oh, in, is this in a column you in, wrote? In the column I was writing in the garden mostly <laughs> naked this morning. And that sex in games will be Log's fifth facet of this feature coming now. Football, it is the game that everyone is enjoying. Except for the one guy who says, Ooh, it's just 22 illiterate millionaires kicking a leather fly into a big cobweb. And everyone rolls their eyes and says, Yeah, Greg, spot on, mate. I, for one, am enjoying the football loads because, well, who doesn't enjoy working in a pub as 15 men shouting similar things approach you? You can see them through the window and they're getting bigger and louder and you're scared. And who doesn't love the thrill of feeling that any moment right now something painful could happen to someone to whom you owe a legal duty of care? I love football. I mean, I don't, obviously, but you've you've got to pick a side, haven't you? And I'd rather be part of a dangerous pack of chaotic men than Greg. But nothing is perfect. So here is my top favourite ways I would use to make the game of football better than it already is, which is really hard because football is currently the actual best thing and you better believe it. And if you don't believe it, I'm telling your mum and she will go barmy and she will hit the roof. In fact, she will go through the roof. She'll be that barmy and you will only be able to see her legs unless you go outside and say, Mom, is there anything we can do to help you? And she will say, get fucked. You stop being a part of this family the moment you shit on football, the sport I and all decent English people love. New rules number one for the game of football, what I love. 90 minutes? Well, that's not enough football. Let's democratise football by making every game last precisely as long as the fans can maintain the official summoning chant. Two hours? Five years? That's up to you, the loyal fans. What if the players decide they want to stop playing football? Two words, my friend. Exploding collars. Like off of that movie, The Running Man. Or alternatively, the movie Wedlock. Which isn't the movie I was thinking of, but it is the first movie that comes up when you search exploding collar films. I love movies where someone wears an exploding collar almost as much as I love football, but I do think it's important that the collar beeps three times to give the player a chance to try and rip it off, which of course only causes it to explode earlier after the player has a chance to face the Jumbotron. This will create an entertaining tension between the fans who desire nothing more than to see football unfold forever into a billion beautiful possibilities, and the players who would prefer to stop playing football and be alive at some point. It would be the ultimate social experiment, like fondling a stranger's tit while your mate films it and giggles. But that's not all. 
As part of this new rules package, the ref is a pirate and gets to give treasure to the team whose behaviour he considers most becoming of a buccaneer. It's arf time, mateys. New rules two for the game of football. Football has for too long been a game of team against team. What football needs as it enters phase four is a common enemy. Behold, Thokapocalypse, a 50-foot footballing demon monster who fires rocket from his mouth into his ass. Every team on Earth must join forces on a specially enlarged pitch to defeat Thokapocalypse in an exciting game of football. The twist? His legs are the goalposts, he lives on the moon, and he shows no interest in ever coming to Earth. We're coming for you, Thokapocalypse. Gonna not make the fuck out of your stupid legs, Sockapocalypse. This will involve a space race, of course. New Rules 3 for the game of foot B. Every time a gold replay is shown, it counts as another goal. And you have to cheer even louder than the last time, because your team have just scored another goal. The first time you fail to scream in delight at an increased volume, you will be accused of having no national pride. And all the goals your team have ever scored will be void, because you hate your country. Why don't you just fart on a stamp, you fucking traitor? Seriously though, I just get accused of not having any national pride because I didn't let someone who was shouting into my pride. The most charming thing you can do is pretend to be completely clueless and indifferent to football. Maybe try calling it sportball. By calling it sportball, you're saying, do you love football? Well, you're going to seem like a fucking idiot when I call it sportsball, aren't you? <laughs> I'm implying that all sports are the same, so you preferring a particular sport makes you an absolute fuckwit. Ugh. I mean, seriously, I do actually hate football, but fuck me, I'd rather love it than be one of those cunts. Anyway, I say get this endearing and hugely enjoyable behaviour onto the pitch. A goal is scored every time a player says something affectedly childish and oblivious. So, if Kane says, I'm a ball foot person, look at me doing a hand kick for to do a goal, then that's a goal whether it goes in the net or not. If Danny Rose climbs the goalposts and says, this is my goalpost now, anyone who scores a goal is scoring a goal against me and will have me to answer to for any goal that is scored against me shall have repercussions throughout the universe. Then maybe that is a goal. Maybe it's not a goal. I don't know, I'm not the fucking ref. New rule number five. The football should make a fart sound every time it is kicked. Every five minutes or so, the ball should explode, covering everyone nearby in human shit. The ball will then be replaced by another ball that farts louder and has lots more shit in it. And by the end of the match, everyone should be wading around in shit, while the ball farts so loud it practically deafens any player brave enough to touch it. At full time, the crowd are invited to come onto the pitch and try to piss the shit off it with their dicks and fannies. The ref gets to body swap with any player at any time, and goof off and generally act the idiot. If any team think that one of their players currently goofing off or acting the idiot is in fact the ref having done a body swap with him, then they get to activate the body swap inhibitor and ask the ref questions only their player would know the answer to. 
If the player cannot answer the questions, that team get a goal. But watch out. If the ref scores an own goal during a body swap, he wins the game and gets to keep the body. Um, number seven, I had how about Sharia soccer in which the ball is covered in a cab to preserve its modesty and um, you have to go Muslim if it touches you, but I don't think that's a thought worth pursuing, do you? And uh, number eight was just the, simply the word stud nuts. Uh, so there you go, that's my eight rules for improving the football game of football that I love so dear. Um, that's it, that's it for me. I have got a pub to run. Leave me alone. feature was about oh i was gonna do the <laughs> classic joke of wow what a fun feature which we've definitely heard mm. and has definitely been recorded at the time of our recording but we're not gonna do that why mm. isn't log here he said something about his pub it's always about that bloody pub of his. <laughs> no he said that maybe there's asbestos in it no he didn't say that <laughs> He said, I've just realised that it is an actual business, not just a joke. Yeah. We can't say that. It hasn't got asbestos in it. Promise. Because if it did have asbestos in it, it wouldn't be a safe place to be. And it would be getting in all of the cobs. In the cobs? Oh, the cobs. Uh, Yeah, yeah. The flakes of asbestos will be drifting down from the ceiling like dandruff. And just love just, just dusting the tops of the cobs. But you don't know because the flower. You'd never know. That's right. You wouldn't even notice you'd you're eating. You'd look at your it. cob and you'd think, mm, delicious cob. Why does this taste so insulation y? <laughs> Why good? does this taste so fucking nice? Mm. That's the problem with asbestos. People liked it. People loved the taste of no it. No one talks about it, but in the 70s, it was the new avocado. They had the avocado in the 60s. Asbestos was the 70s. They were eating it left, right, and centre. We went back to us avocados later on. Yeah, because we realised asbestos was asbestos bad. Asbestos was bad. Yeah, the ah. flakes. If I understand the science correctly, get up here and they don't leave. They just won't F off. <laughs> they just stick around and have a party with your cells. Mm. And then you die. Like the, like the last person to leave at a party. That's what asbestos is like. The thing about um, avocados in the 70s... Yes. ...was that people would eat the entire avocado. (laughs) 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 They were just... Skin, stone and all. I thought they just ate the stone (laughs) and threw the rest away. Because really, if you think about it, that seems like the fruit. (laughs) Like a big... You've said before it's like a big uh, wooden egg. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It does look like the most important part. <laughs> it looks like it should be used to build something. And why aren't we making things out of avocados? We've got enough of the fuckers. Or at least polishing them down and then using them as little ornamental pieces. Pop those in a little bowl as a centerpiece. Well, they could be... get Chop off the top of your banisters. 
put avocados on top. Little, <laughs> like little uh, little banister bits. Oh, that's great. They're so nice. Give them a little kiss when you go up the stairs. <laughs> Good night. You'll be a tree yeah. soon. What? Don't knock it off, though. Don't knock it off. Yeah. Or you could, I guess you could glue it in. Well, you could have lots of them and just knock them off whenever you want, like a luxury banister just top. Once a night, you just <laughs> slap the avocado Decadent. egg off the top of your banister. Practice my roundhouse kicks. <laughs> you just scream into the out the window. <laughs> Go straight through. That's whimsical. What? A great idea. I think we've just queer-eyed this. <laughs> I've never was, seen it. Was that the hashtag QE tip at the end? I don't... I, is there one? There is. You get a little hashtag QE tip. Hashtag QE tip. Replace so don't top. throw your avocado stones away. Replace the tops of your banisters with them and karate kick them off each night uh, in, in an increasingly bizarre... <laughs> an angry ritual. <laughs> that alienates those around you and uses up a lot of avocados yeah but isn't from what i understand from jokes on the internet and the radio yeah aren't avocados a mainstay in the queer eye suggestions anthony loves does to he teach old black women how to make guacamole <laughs> and i bet he throws i bet there's graphic footage of him throwing away those stones there's a 20 minute sequence of them carrying the avocado stone to the local dump. Oh, I thought you could to a grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's just filmed in real time. What? Like the Saw films. Not the Saw films. Like Blair Witch. You know, it's like uh, found footage. Yeah. Where they just follow Anthony and the, the black woman that they're, <clears throat> that they're fixing. Yeah. Down to the local dump. And Anthony's just saying the entire time, this you, is you, how you have to do it. You piece, He's talking to the stone, you piece of shit. You, piece. you absolute piece of shit. Yeah. And then he hurls it into the dump. Mm. Every episode of Queer Eye is uh, an hour long because of this. Yeah. And it's, um, frankly... Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been on Patreon for us? Because what you can do is give us money if you think we're worthwhile guys. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna do the self-deprecating thing. I'm not gonna say. If you like that, why give us money? Because, frankly, I do that every single week, and I'm tired of it. We're brilliant, and <laughs> just because this is an off week doesn't mean we're not usually brilliant. Oh no, I did it. Uh, yeah, you go. It's it's a, there's a, there is an art to saying if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features so and donate as much or as little as you please. <laughs> That's the bit where you start to over, over describe the Patreon, and then you start to apologise for yeah, asking yeah. for money. Of course, of course, and, of course. And then you just start saying that you're shit, <clears throat> you're terrible people, you don't deserve everything. Anything. You've ever made is basically an avocado stone to a queer eye. I'd like to shout out mm-hmm. a new Patreon, okay, who's just joined us <laughs> on the good ship Ragulov H. <laughs> That's George Barker. Woo! I love the surname Barker because it reminds me of a dog. That's really good. Yeah. I think if you called your dog Barker, would it be funny like he was a butler or would it be too easy? Cool, because butler's butle. No, because Barker sounds like, Barker, get me a mint mint julep. I thought you were saying butler's butle. And Barker's bark. And Barker's bark. Mm, No. Well... Why don't you try naming your dog Barker, and we'll find out. Put it. Oh, God, I've gotten choked up about thinking about it. 
Uh, we'll be back next week with a, a more um, fully uh, attended podcast. Yeah. Until then, you know what, guys? We love you. Be safe. Be sound. But most importantly, piss off. <laughs> Don't tell them to piss off. Piss on.